You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iyer. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Come to the site, check out all the good stuff we have. I have a latest article up addressing the Russell Wilson trade rumor. So there's a report out by The Athletic that he could be moved here. I will look into that and watch that carefully, just like we're on Deshaun Watson watch. They did mention handful of teams and a couple of reports, The Athletic and then ESPN's Adam Schefter, but you can check out the realistic trade options there for the Seahawks if they can't come to an agreement going forward with the direction of Seattle's organization with Russell Wilson as part of it. So something to watch there, but uh, too early to speculate on if anything's going to progress past the point of him being disappointed here in the Seahawks and uh, kind of making it work if he stays there, which we still expect to be what happens here. Deshaun Watson, also in related news on Thursday, kind of reiterated that, no, he doesn't want to be in Houston. So still looks like Deshaun Watson likely to be traded here if the Texans can get a reasonable deal. Well, Russell Wilson, there still has to be a lot done, and the Seahawks have to eat some dead money and all that to make that work. But much easier for the Texans to get out of uh, that deal with Deshaun Watson. So stay tuned for two potential elite fantasy quarterbacks on the move. And again, we'll have reaction when those things happen. Now, we got to finish the first half of our look at 2020 season review, team by team, and then also looking a little bit ahead to the 2021 offseason. Now, we're here at the end of the NFC North. That puts us right smack in the middle of our looks here. So we would have completed half the team. So if you missed any team from the AFC East, NFC East, AFC North, or now the NFC North, as it completes with the Vikings today, uh, check those shows out. We'll have them up, of course, for you as we lead into uh, free agency in the middle of March and, of course, the 2021 NFL Draft at the end of April. Yeah, so we'll be with you all offseason long on uh, Locked on Fantasy Football. Let's look at the Minnesota Vikings. Kirk Cousins, let's look at what he did at quarterback. That's always a good place to start with the scoring. 19.95 points, 95, very uh, Ferris Bueller friendly number there for Kirk Cousins, 11th overall in fantasy scoring at quarterback, 13th, however, in terms of average points per game, when you look at it according to fantasy pros, so he was a literal borderline QB1 last year, and this might have surprised some folks. The previous year, they weren't throwing all that much. But again, part of it was the durability. A lot of guys were hurt and couldn't play all the games here. So Kirk Cousins stayed in there, hung in there. It was pretty decent. When you go near that 20-point-per-game mark, and we're usually looking at six-point passing touchdown leagues, that's what you're looking for, the 20. It's a little adjusted there. You go for 18. Obviously, if you lose the two points per touchdown there, 18 to 20 is what we're looking for, depending on the kind of scoring format we're in. So... That's a pretty good baseline. It's not exciting. You want to really push for 
24 to 30 points, if you can, from quarterback when you're counting for six points per passing TD. Not bad for also a non-running quarterback. We know that's not part of his game here. So Kirk Cousins, you got to like that. I mean, again, for a team that didn't throw much, part of it is they had to throw much this year. They had a lot of issues defensively. So the Vikings did run very effectively, and we'll get into Dalvin Cook's big season in a moment. But, yeah, I mean, that was a pretty good showing by Kirk Cousins. 35 TDs, 13 interceptions only. So 35 is a career high, by the way. So touchdown dependent a little bit, but he still got over 4,200 yards. So very similar to his season in 2018 when he was 30 and 10, 35 and 13, 42-98 in 2018, 42-65 here. So a little bit of a blip of a year where they were run heavy and they played a little bit better defense and went to the playoffs there in 2019, won a playoff game against the Saints. They weren't that good of a team there. They dropped from 10 of five, 10 and 5 to 7 and 9 with Cousins as the starter. So, yeah, so they had to throw a little bit more, but another highly efficient season for Kirk Cousins. So, he maintained the efficiency of 2019 but raised the number. So, 35 TDs. Yeah, that is a great number. Again, with Kirk Cousins, you get next to nothing in the running game. So, that is the problem. There with all these other running quarterbacks, Josh Allen and Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson. They're going to give you that element here. While Kirk Cousins, 156 yards and a touchdown. He had one year with Washington where he had 179 and four. So the touchdowns are going to be an anomaly. He even had uh, five rushing touchdowns back in the day for Washington. So he was a lot more active doing that. But he has three rushing touchdowns over the last few years. But it is notable that he had 31 attempts rushing for 63 yards in 2019, 32 for 156. So significant bump there, not a lot, but an extra TD and a few extra yards uh, and overall 15.6 extra points. So yeah, he ended up being a QB1 when you look at it overall with the availability and production. So yeah, it's been a good run for Kirk Cousins here with Minnesota. I think he could be better, but he's playing really at a very good level, the best of his career. So it's been worth it in terms of uh, the quarterback play for the Vikings, and they gave him a contract extension as well. So remember, he came in there with a three-year, $84 million deal. They adjusted, of course, to help them a little bit with salary cap issues, with uh, what they're having with Rick Spielman. That was a big deal from last year. But yeah, great to see Kirk Cousins in that conversation and doing it purely as a passer here, and he, he's overcome some guys like Matt Ryan and Matthew Stafford, those types, where he stands out even from them here in the passing game. And we don't expect the Vikings defense to be all that better here. They should get a little healthier and get some guys back, but still a lot of issues there. Now, we turn to running back. This is where you had the absolute stud, Dalvin Cook. 22.6 half-point PPR points per game. That was second. In average, and third, he did miss a couple games, so that dropped him to third in overall scoring. But he had a chance to be the number one fantasy quarterback or running back on the board. So, Kirk Cousins, borderline QB1, Dalvin Cook in elite RB1 is what we saw. And all he had to do was stay healthy. He had 1,557 yards rushing, 16 TDs there. We thought he was going to do a little bit more in the passing game, but still plenty. 44 catches, 361 yards, and an extra TD there. So 17 total TDs for Dalvin Cook. 19-18 yards from scrimmage. That is a top-flight fantasy football season. You love the volume 
as well. 356 touches, well over the 20 per game mark here for Dalvin Cook. In fact, it was uh, 25 exactly. So good number, healthy for Dalvin Cook. He stayed healthy. That's what we're looking for. And it wasn't the plug-and-play situation. We put in Alexander Madison. There was a couple games in there that they had to put Madison in. Didn't look all that good. So it wasn't the plug-and-play we expected. It was not a very good year for Madison, but he still averaged 4.5 yards per carry here. And he ended up here on his own right, 559 of three, backing up Dalvin Cook. But, yeah, other than, I think, the game in Seattle where Madison kind of took over for Cook when Cook was hurt in the second half of the game. So really... For Dalvin Cook, it was 13 and a half games he was healthy for. So that's very impressive with what we saw. Again, there's no reason to indicate he got a new contract here last year and still got it done. He wasn't there. So you got to love that when he's getting those consistent touches there. and Just very good production here from Dalvin Cook. And part of it is just elite talent. That comes down to being just very good and that's uh, where you're going to get more your source of production so you got the volume the talent everything lined up for dalvin cook in a spectacular season now alexander madison still your best option for a backup for now they uh, may have to make a decision here on amir abdullah and mike boone those extra dudes here but yeah so look at alexander madison 6.2 points per game 54 so yeah really didn't do much with those couple opportunities there and he's also had a share of injury issues. So, yeah, so we don't expect too much to drop for Dalvin Cook. In fact, you would think the Vikings would uh, put a greater emphasis on improving their interior line blocking. I have them taking an offensive lineman there in the first round. So, yeah, Vikings know exactly what they're doing. They're going to really cater to their best players, and you saw that here with Cook. All right, so that is a look at quarterback and running back production for Minnesota there in 2020. We have to still look at uh, wide receiver, which was also very productive, uh, tight end, kicker, and defense. And then we'll get into the salary cap situation, the nuts and bolts there of their 2021 offseason for the Vikings. But first, I'm going to tell you, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards like this Weekend's Golden Globes, where you can find some action there. TV shows and reality TV, such as The Bachelor and Survivor and those eliminations, if you're into those. So you can find action on everything. And real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine as well. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to betonline.ag, the website, to use your promo code locked on and you can also do that on your mobile device sign up today and you'll receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit that's bet online your online sportsbook experts again use the promo code locked on at betonline.ag and you'll get that 50 percent welcome bonus it's a deal that's hard to pass up here go take advantage of it now at betonline.ag We'll be right back here to uh, break down uh, what happened with uh, Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. A great year for the Vikings wide receivers in 2020. All right, so the Vikings, a lot of uh, fantasy gold here in uh, 2020. We'll look back on it and hopefully it keeps up. But as a programming writer, check out Locked On Today podcast today. 
Is the relationship broken between Russell Wilson and the Seahawks? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Again, Russell Wilson, a hot topic, and you can check out uh, what uh, Peter Bukowski and the team there at Locked On Today have to say about that. So make sure to check out the show. Great show. All the sports news you need of the day in under 20 minutes. Okay, so let's look at uh, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Jefferson, sixth overall in fantasy scoring at 14.4. That's half-point PPR points per game. Eight for Adam Thielen, 14.5. So that would imply that if you flip it, Adam Thielen per game was the better fantasy football asset in half-point PPR, seventh and ninth. So however you look at it, Jefferson a little ahead of Thielen for playing all the games, uh, and Thielen a little ahead of Jefferson for the touchdowns. These two guys, highly productive together. So a lot like what we've seen with Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen, but taking it to a whole new level. And simply what really helped is they don't have a slot receiver or third receiver that was worth anything. Really trickled down from them to the two tight end sets. There's uh, Ola B.C. Johnson, these guys... uh, Chad Beebe, they're just not on the radar. So you only had two receivers to worry about here. So you look at Justin Jefferson, they both did it in different ways, which is very intriguing here. He started 14 games as a rookie first-round pick out of LSU. Monster season here. Caught 88 of 125 targets, 1,400 yards, and 7 TDs there. For Adam Thielen, he had 108 targets, so Jefferson was more the man. Only 925 yards receiving, but caught 74 balls for 14 touchdowns. So these two guys, 21 of 35 touchdowns through the air from Kirk Cousins came from two guys. And if you look at that number, that would say it's 60% from two guys. And if you go even deeper, you have 20% here from Adam Thielen and a 10% from Justin Jefferson. So yeah, when Dalvin Cook wasn't scoring, it was Adam Thielen or Justin Jefferson scoring for the most part. He had other people score, from time to time and have their moments but yeah these two guys dominated here in terms of receiving there I mean again that's incredible number 60% of their receiving touchdowns from two folks keep in mind Cook only had one receiving touchdown so will they work in a third receiver to be relevant I don't know if they're going to change things up too much they do like using the 12 personnel it's very successful for their offense 12 personnel means the two tight ends sticking with the two Wide receivers, they also like using a fullback here in Minnesota. So they're going to limit that usage of the third receiver. They're going to keep that offense up. It works really well. Why would you change it? So the biggest question mark last year, Justin Jefferson, played primarily in the slot, making big plays for LSU. Could he transition to be on the outside to replace Stephon Diggs? He did that and then some. He looked just like Stephon Diggs at times. Complete receiver, field stretcher. I know he had a little bit of uh, complaining when uh, Kirk Cousins missed him and the end zone and all that. But Thielen was just a guy that got open quickly in the short areas and scored. Jefferson, more of a field stretcher. Look at the numbers. 12.5 yards per catch for Thielen. 15.9 for Jefferson. So if you believe in the touchdown regression, you think Adam Thielen is going to go down with his numbers. You can see Justin Jefferson stay around the same or bump up a little bit. But... You feel a little bit better about Jefferson. He's the younger receiver. He's only 21 from last year, so a little bit older is Adam Thielen, nearly a decade older, 30. So Adam Thielen, he surprised us without the decline, but when you look deep into the numbers, 
Only 12.5 yards per catch, under 1,000. So really touchdown dependent. You know, it's hard to duplicate touchdowns from year to year when you're a receiver and you're dependent on the quarterback getting it to you. And Jefferson, year two, you figure he could be more of an alpha here as they trust him as the more, I guess, quote-unquote number one receiver. And Adam Thielen's more of a compliment. So, yeah. So big year for both of these guys. And, again, I don't see much changing with the way the Vikings are going to be looking in the slot. Now, a guy that we tried to get some more value out of was Irv Smith Jr. He had his moments. 30 catches, 365 yards, 5 TDs on 43 targets. But he also had Kyle Rudolph get 27. So it was really close. 28 catches for him, 334 and 1. So the only real difference was a few yards and the four touchdowns in the favor of Irv Smith here. He also had Kyle Rudolph stay healthy for 12 games. Irv Smith was healthy for 13. So pretty even. All round, Irv Smith was 22, so a very deep cut tight end two, 6.4 points per game. That put him 24th, so the very last tight end two there, there with the injuries and all that. Kyle Rudolph way down at number 40, 40.3, no touchdowns there to speak of. So Kyle Rudolph wants to be there and all that, and he's kind of complained a little bit. We thought he could be cut by now. They would turn this over, but the bottom line is they're going to stick with two tight end sets. And now the question is, or do they pivot to Tyler Conklin? Conklin was a bit annoying because he was a third tight end, played a little bit. 19 catches, 194, and a score for him on 26 targets. So not too big of a drop-off in targets to the third tight end from the first two. So keep that in mind. It's always going to be limited. It's always going to be a split here. And again, as long as there's a split there, Jefferson Thielen and Cook are going to be the main attractions here. In the scoring column, and Smith, again, very talented receiver out of Alabama. I think he could be a bigger factor in this offense, but... He's a very good blocker, and they're a run-heavy team. So all that in mind, I think, uh, again, Smith should continue to be a little bit more productive. The touchdowns uh, probably can level off here, but you, hopefully that he'll get more involved as the receiver while they put Rudolph if he's sixth around here again. Big age disparity here. Jefferson, the younger receiver to Thielen. Smith, way younger than Rudolph, and uh, I think a better talent at this point. So we'll watch that situation, but... We're not going to go bang the table for Irv Smith as a sleeper like we did last year. I mean, Smith was usable. It was such a bad tight end landscape. So there's a chance that he can bump up a little bit. But yeah, it was very questionable there. Now, kicking was a mess here. Dan Bailey was inconsistent once again. Mike Zimmer has been very fickle with his kickers. He probably wish he'd kept Daniel Carlson, who was pretty good for the Raiders last year. 28th in scoring 5.6. So Dan Bailey, we'll see if they upgrade from that. And the defense, the Vikings defense used to be a thing, but only 27, 3.8 points per game. So, yeah, it was not a very good year in general for the NFC North. And we saw that uh, the Packers were at the bottom, the Lions were at the absolute bottom at number 32, and the Bears really had a majorly disappointing season where they were all off the defense special teams radar. But, yeah, Vikings down there in Lions territory with bad defense in 2020. All right, we will... uh, Break down uh, what the Vikings are looking at with their salary cap, uh, what they could do cut-wise, the free agents there that they're dealing with. We'll do that in our final segment of the show and the week. But before we do that, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com. At home and in your pocket, you'll find everything from engine control models and brake parts to tail lamps, Motorola and new carpet, whether 
you're a classic driver, you're the daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and most important prices you prefer at rockauto.com. The prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? It's easy to save right now on auto parts uh, right away. All you have to do is go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write locked on in their How'd You Hear About Us box. So it's clear that uh, we sent you there to uh, save money at rockauto.com. What you'll find is amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car or truck will ever need. That's rockauto.com. We'll be back to uh, break down the Vikings cap and uh, draft situation here for 2021. All right, it's uh, time to close the show here, looking at uh, the Vikings and their tough situation again as they try to get under the salary cap. But I do have to tell you, betting on the NFL when it's in season doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast, brought to you by BetOnline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. Cool. All right. So let's look at the Vikings. They are another team in the NFC North. I think the theme of the NFC North is bad salary cap situations, trying to recover from bad defense here. So... That's the general theme, yet you set two teams to the playoffs here for consecutive years. So, $9 million over the cap. There's some uh, definitely guys they could cut. Kyle Rudolph is a potential cut here at tight end. Riley Reef, he's been okay. Came over from the Lions. We talked about him, uh, the Vi- Lions having trouble replacing him on that show. But yeah, the Vikings may move on there. Left side of their line needs some upgrading here. So, that is definitely a concern for the Vikings. They did... Uh, Get Garrett Bradbury at center a couple of years ago. They have uh, some good pieces there for their front line here, but they got to get better up front, definitely. And Rife, it could be a cut there. And again, Rudolph, he might have to take a pay cut. I'm not sure he wants to do that to stay there, so we'll see. Now, defensively, they could lose two long-time pieces here, the first-round picks, Anthony Barr and Harrison Smith. They might need to cut one of these guys to make some room here, so we'll definitely watch what the Vikings do going uh, forward here, but yeah, offensively, Rife and Rudolph seem to be the way they could cut uh, to save some money, get under that cap, but they could say goodbye to Barr, making linebacker a pretty high priority. Harrison Smith is a tough one, because you also have Anthony Harris, their fine other safety, as a free agent, so he's the main guy. We mentioned uh, that they could lose uh, Amir Abdullah there in free agency. You also have uh, Dakota Dozier and Rashad Hill, two offensive linemen, that are free agents. So I would think they say goodbye to Abdullah and Mike Boone is around, but you think they'll, they're fine going forward with uh, Dalvin Cook being a high-volume feature back and Alexander Madison continuing on a cheap uh, rookie deal being the backup here. So not a lot here that we expect to shake up. The Vikings are also not going to be too aggressive trying to get other people. So I think they can stay status quo offensively. And again, Vikings are one of the more predictable teams with their scheme. They have some consistency. They run the same deal. They're still in that Kubiak-influenced offense here. So I do uh, like the Vikings for that aspect, being one of the more predictable teams in fantasy football, and I don't think that changes. And I think it only improves here in 2021. Now, the Vikings do have one good thing that's on their favor. 
this offseason. They have 10 picks in the draft, number 14 overall, 79, 91, 110, 116, 125, 141, 155, 175, and 206. So, yeah, a lot of good picks there for the Vikings. 14. Again, I have them taking Elijah Barrett Tucker, a offensive guard slash tackle from USC there that they could look at. They could look at Wyatt Davis also. But, yeah, they jumped from 14 to 79. So they're going to really have to hit on that pick. So what we saw last year with the Vikings, they really focused on that first rounder. Got uh, Justin Jefferson. Then they also... uh, Got Jeff Gladney, who really fit uh, what they want to do zone coverage-wise. They rebuilt their secondary without Xavier Rhodes, Mackenzie Alexander, and Trey Wayne. So, this t- And last year, they pretty much took Jefferson because they traded Stephon Diggs to the Bills. So they're going to look for the easiest path. And I would say right now, you can lean a little bit more towards, uh, to me, three positions here. Tackle, guard, the best offensive lineman available. You could look at edge pass rush as well. If uh, Quiddy Payer from uh, Michigan is available, they might think about him. And then you think the next thing, if they move on from Barr and uh, want to continue the rebuild of their defense, they did get some good things going on in the linebacker core, but they could look at a couple guys there. If uh, Micah Parsons drops to 14 from Penn State, he would be a hard guy to pass up for the ranginess to help in Mike Zimmer's defense. You also have uh, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa from uh, Notre Dame that could uh, be active and make some plays. So, again, we'll dive in. Uh, I'll have several more mock drafts at SportingNews.com. So, eventually we'll get back to doing another uh, mock draft breakdown for you with that. But something we wanted to set the table for the Vikings and their 10 picks and uh, where they should be targeting to improve their team. Yeah, easy peasy for the Vikings, uh, a team that we really like in fantasy football. We don't like uh, wild cards and unpredictable nature of things, but uh, yeah, Vikings really solid all around, uh, save for uh, looking at uh, the ancillary positions of tight end, uh, kicker, and defense, but the main guys, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, you're going to continue to find some good value on this Vikings team. So there you have it. Now we've completed our look at all four NFC North teams. So if we've done the East and the North, the thing would say we're going to the South. So we'll uh, go down in order there. Uh, uh, again, we'll be ready to react if uh, big news happens there. And the Houston Texans, speaking of big news, they would be the next team up here as we look at the AFC South. So we'll go through next uh, Houston, Indianapolis, uh, Jacksonville, and Tennessee. Then we'll flip back to the NFC South with Atlanta, Carolina, New Orleans, and Tampa Bay. Then guess what? We go back to the AFC with uh, Denver, Kansas City, Los Angeles, Las Vegas. And then we will close with this look, uh, looking out west, way out, NFC West, here with the look at the Cardinals, Rams, 49ers, and Seahawks. So, yeah, 16 teams down, 16 more to go as we do this. And we'll get all of them out of the way here before we get into the heart of uh, – again, uh, we will uh, get through this and uh, get to all the teams here. So don't worry, we'll have everything up we like doing it. It's when fantasy meets reality. It's advanced scouting. It's all that good stuff here. So check out any of the shows you missed. Thanks so much for listening to this show. Have a great weekend. Uh, see you Monday with a new edition of Lockdown Fantasy Football. Enjoy the Golden Globes.